This episode is sponsored by the Turmeric Co. The Turmeric Co. creates great taste in turmeric shots that harness the power of natural ingredients to support individuals on their wellness journey, offering anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, energy and immunity booster benefits. Welcome back to Mouthpiece, I'm Savage Dan. I'm Paulie the Magic Man, Malanaji. This episode is brought to you by the Turmeric Co. As always, like, comment, subscribe. Send in your videos of you training, sparring, all of that, and me and Paulie are going to judge it. Uh, Paulie, we had two huge games, uh, not games, my mind's on the Euros. We had two huge fights <laughs> this weekend. Uh, and let's start with, with the Matrix, Lomachenko. He came back, he looked phenomenal. Um, he looked like he, he hadn't, he didn't miss a beat. You know, sometimes people kind of limp back from, from, a, from a defeat and kind of are, are slightly more cautious, but he seemed to go straight after Nakatani. Yeah, he really looked even better than I expected, you know. I expected a motivated Lomachenko, but sometimes our mind is more motivated than our body gets us, you know. Uh, He seems 100% back from injury, and also he seems 100% motivated in all ways, you know. And I think think it showed in the fight. I mean, he dominated Nakatani in beyond any anything that I could have... uh, I could have imagined, you know, that Nagatani is a tough guy. You know, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say I expected Nagatani to win the fight, but I did have some of my friends saying like, "Oh, this could be an upset. It could be an upset." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never really, I can't, I, I'm not gonna go as far as to say that I, I thought it was gonna be an upset, but I did expect Nagatani to be more troubling for Loma. Really impressive performance, and and, uh, and again, one of my one of the reasons why I really love Lomachenko is because he, I think he's the only guy in boxing who wants to fight everybody. I mean, the only, yeah. if there's fights that aren't getting made with Lomachenko, it's because they don't want to. It's because said opponent doesn't want to fight Lomachenko. Lomachenko will fight anybody uh, in and around his weight class. Obviously, he's not fighting going to heavyweight, but in and around his weight class, he'll. If you give him, if you offer him the tank fight tomorrow, he'll take it. If you offer him the Haney yeah. fight tomorrow, he'll take it. If you offer him the Lopez rematch tomorrow, he'll take it. So, so this is a guy. This is a guy who uh, really is impressive, and he continues to try to live that way as well. Uh, Nakatani for a comeback opponent after an injury. Um, and after a loss, even you know, uh, really impressive and really impressive display of boxing. Speaking of fighting anyone, it, it, it agrees. It appears, sorry, that everyone has agreed to the to the Lopez rematch. Uh, do you think we see it? Do you want to see it? What do you think happens? You know, I, I'm of the the thought that Loma started late for whatever reason, probably just a little bit skeptical of the power. But as the fight went on, he got warmer and warmer and warmer and went after Lopez. I did. What, I, if I, he st- what if he starts fast this time? That's the thing. If you start fast, you know, you have a strong Lopez as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's strong in round one, as they say, right? You got to kind of break them down. So, you know, you're risking uh, starting out fast against a very strong uh, Lopez, against a very good fighter in Lopez. I, you know, I, I, you know, I give credit for, to Lomachenko. He, he, he has a willingness to fight the best. To, to me, more maybe more than anybody else in boxing right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um no excuses, no frills. He wants to go at the most risky fights in and around his weight class. And and I, while I thought for Lopez, it's a situation where probably he could try to get uh, uh, Josh Taylor next um, at 140 pounds. Um, I don't think it's a bad fight for Lopez. He's got the confidence uh, and he, uh, he feels that like he can beat Lomachenko. For Lomachenko, though... While it's redemption in his own mind, I don't feel like I, you know, I just feel like they, they don't, nobody really appreciates this guy. Like he really needs to be appreciated, you know. Yeah. He comes back and beats Lopez. I don't know. I I, I think it's a massive, massive statement if he if he could do that. I mm-hmm. I have a 
I have a hard time thinking he can win that fight, though. You know, but but if he comes back and beats Lopez, that's a massive statement. Again, Huge. for a guy who literally Huge. would fight anybody, he's the only guy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I don't see I don't see everybody jump chomping at the bit to fight the very best guys they can get. You know, uh, he realizes that his window is there, and he wants to not leave any stone unturned. Whatever guys he can beat, he can beat. If guys beat him, they beat him. But he wants to fight them all. You know, really a throwback kind of fighter. Um, I, I mean, listen. They make Lopez and Lomachenko too. Everybody's gonna want to watch, including me. But I, I don't think it's the best fight for both guys. You know, I, I would have, lo- I would have more so leaned towards Lopez uh, versus Josh Taylor at 140 pounds, and Lomachenko, um, you know, to have s- several other options, um, whatever, whatever else he could get. You know, because um, I don't think Lomachenko will be appreciated if he wins the fight. And and even Lopez, I don't think he would be appreciated if he wins the rematch. You know, because uh, the, the critics are just beyond stupid now you know but i think it's a real risk fight and credit to both guys if they do fight each other you know but uh the way the way it'll be received by the by the by the public by the media critics uh i'm i I remain skeptical maybe i'm a little jaded because i'm i'm used to seeing such an unappreciative bunch is you know if he can do it if if anyone can do it it, it's probably going to be loma i've seen this uh, i saw a uh a documentary or feature on sky sports and he seems to be able to do everything. He can play football, he can yeah. fish, he can hockey. Play hockey. <laughs> he, can, yeah, he can do literally anything. Uh, yeah. He's just very naturally um, just athletic and, and yeah. just has he can even a, do MMA. a strong he was, mindset. He was exactly. doing Sambo Judo until he was like 15 years old. He's very good at Sambo Judo as well. So you could throw him so, in an MMA game. Yeah, if anyone is capable of beating Lopez and, and, and getting his belts back, it is Lomachenko. Yeah. Um, but it, do you know what? Me, selfishly as a fan... It is the fight I wanted to see because I feel like for, for Lomachenko, yes, there are other fights out there, but are there okay. really other fights okay. out there? Well, he, okay, and let me play devil's advocate because I, I, I 100% agree with you on, on terms of uh, he's going for it. But what if he loses? We'll understand his greatness yeah. nonetheless, but everybody else is going to completely write him off as if he now as if he accomplished nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this is, this is the problem, and this is why guys don't want to – be the fighter that everybody wants them to be. This is why, because as soon as they go for all the best fights, all the toughest opponents, and they don't, and they do come up short, right away they're written off as ah, you know, he's a failure. You know, so yeah. and, and then you and then they complain. Those same people then complain why they can't make this fight versus this fight, this fight versus this fight. Stop with the critic- criticism when they do take all these fights. You know, yeah. um, it's really it shouldn't be this way. But if he fights him again and loses. It's going to be a situation where people will complete will write off a lot of the accomplishments of his career. Yeah, big risk. Unfortunately, risk. and and wrongly. Also, this weekend, uh, we have Tank Davis, who has uh, managed to pick up another world title. I know it's it's not a yeah, I don't a consider genuine world, world, world title. I don't, I, don't, I don't consider the secondary title. But on paper, titles. it is a world title. Uh, he beat Barrios, and and he had to kind of. Uh, come from behind to do it. He had, he definitely had uh, a bit of trouble struggling with the 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 height and reach of Barrios. Eventually, after kind of a a cry from Floyd Mayweather, he gets to him uh, and gets the stoppage. Well, here's the thing. I, I I was impressed with this performance by Tank. You know, you, you're carrying up your power to a higher weight class. Um, that's number one. Number two, uh, I I don't play. I don't Monday morning quarterback it. Uh, I thought Barrios was possibly Tank's best opponent. Inexperienced. And and nonetheless, but still, I thought talent-wise, he brought something. He brought a lot to the table that a lot of opponents hadn't. Uh, the tank has fought. So, um, 
I was impressed with the way he handled it. Yeah, sure, he was. Uh, I, I thought he had trouble in the beginning. Uh, the judges had, I think, had it even after six. I think it was probably even more towards Barrios. But but Tank showed a lot of uh, wrinkles in his arsenal, and and the experience really told because the second half of the fight, where the experience really comes through, and yeah. and, and that's where Javante uh, was able to really show that. You know, um, again, power. Uh, he he got knockdowns with both hands, right hook. Left cross and also body shot. So the complete repertoire of offense yeah. shown in, in the knockdowns he scored, right? Um, also, um, you know, he can hurt you with both those both hands, as we just said. You know, he's got that nice counter uppercut. He's he can counter your here's the thing if you're if you're a guy like Barrios, because you always want to wonder how a guy is gonna close the gap on the taller fighter, right? Here's what I noticed Jamanta has against a guy who even is tall, right? He can counter you with that left uppercut off your own jab. Because the tall guy's going to want to use his jab, right? But he can also counter your same jab with his right hook as well over the top of it, you know? So yeah. that's two methods he has to close the gap on you while you're trying to hit him. Yeah. One mistake I thought Barrios was making when he when Javante started taking control and started backing him up a lot. Here's one of the things I used to have success with when, and not, and not to bring myself into this, but it's, I got to use it because it's an example of the one method I used to use. Mm-hmm. The reason why... I, a lot of guys didn't walk me down. With the exception of Sean Porter, really, a lot of guys, I was comfortable with them walking me down because I could control the way they walked me down. Here's how. When a guy's backing you up completely, because at a certain point, Javante started backing up Barrios too much to where Barrios became almost ineffective, you know? The guy coming forward will give you opportunities because his momentum is now consistently coming forward. You can time him. You can set a bait shot and then walk him into something hard. And that will kind of kind of smother and, and, and stop their confidence in the forward momentum you do that a couple of times they may still pressure you but now they're slowed down just a gear and you can kind of time them off your jab again mm-hmm. barrios didn't do that and that's what i would have liked to see barrios start to do because javante once he started taking his confidence barrios was backing up more and more and more and even the shots barrios was throwing on that back foot they weren't the same way he needed to try to walk javante into something good something something solid something to get his attention and then follow that up um, instead of Javante, once he kind of took that that control in the second half of the fight, especially when he scored, started scoring the knockdowns, you could see something come out of Barrios mentally. And of course, it could be the inexperience. Um, it's also the fact that you know Javante is taking control, and it's his experience now. He knows how to handle the second half of the fight. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a well fought fight. Um, I thought Javante showed what he what he needed to show. Also. Another impressive thing with Javante Davis is he showed he's an exciting fighter. You know, he's, yeah. you know, that, that was an exciting fight to watch, you know, because uh, Javante, you know, took some shots. Uh, he's not totally reckless, but he's hittable. Uh, at the same time, that makes him exciting. And he, and he doesn't mentally go into a, a folding pattern or mentally go into a, a freezing pattern when hit. He fights. He's got a lot of, as you guys call, spite in him, you know. Yeah. You hit him, you touch him, and he wants to get you back, you know. So there's a lot of qualities in Javante Davis that can make him really exciting uh, and do make him really exciting. But I think the better the opposition is, the better he can show how fun of a fighter he is to watch. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean he's going to win all these fights, but I do think he's quality enough to win a lot of them against a lot of top guys. And I think this fight really proved a lot to me in that not because Barrios is the world beater, but Barrios is a very good fighter. I think Barrios is going to have a good career nonetheless. Mm-hmm. But I do think that uh, Javanta has a combination of excitement and that just this not, that's not just to do with his power. It's his mentality in the ring and uh, and his skill combined with his skill set. Is this the, the, the highest that Tank can go in weight? 140? I don't know if he belongs up there. 
He can hold his weight up there. Should he stay there? Should he be going back down? I, and that's where I worry about him, you know, because he, once you realize a fighter is both good and fun, which we knew Jamata was good. We didn't know how good because we, you know, I, I really had questioned his his uh, his uh, up level of opposition uh, to this point. But so we knew he's good. But now we also know he's fun. He's fun even against good fighters. He's fun. You want him to stick around. You don't want him to go yeah. anywhere. You know, so uh, you, 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 you start pushing this kid up too many weight classes. He's going to get knocked off just for being the smaller guy, you know? Um, one positive thing is he did carry a good amount of power up to 140 pounds, but yeah. he's the kind of guy you also want to make sure he sticks around. You know, don't make him... And that does, it doesn't mean feed him softies because he fought enough softies, you know? So don't, don't, don't feed him softies. But what I'm saying by that is make him fight good opposition because it brings out the best and most fun qualities in him. Yeah. Qualities in him. But don't keep him going up and wait because... These kind of fun fights he fights against high, bigger guys are going to start to hurt him, you know. And you want to keep a fun fighter like this around for a while, uh, while getting the most out of him, you know. So I would say I would like to see Javante stay at one forty, even go back down to one thirty-five. Me personally, we heard Floyd Mayweather talk about keeping business in in camp, uh, in PBC, in TMT. It doesn't look good in terms of future opponents for him because everyone else. Seems to be with either top rank, uh, or or the zone, or you, you know it, it kind of creates a gold war, a cold war. Sorry, that is going to be hard to feed him enough opponents to keep us captivated, to keep us, yeah, you know, excited. Yeah, it seems like uh, they're Mayweather is going to take the Bob Arum approach with that with Terence Crawford. In that you know you're keeping everything in house, and uh, you know you keep some winning, so business continues to flow, money continues to come in. But you can't get the fights that people want to watch, you know. So you'll uh, you'll see a lot of uh, showcase fights with uh, yeah. Javante, just like you do with uh, Terence Crawford, you know. Um, and it doesn't mean should, it doesn't, should this be it doesn't mean you can't appreciate. It. I mean, it shouldn't yeah, be. It, have... No, it shouldn't. I don't agree with it. It shouldn't be happening this early. This is actually why boxing has a big problem because keeping yeah. fans. And so, the more of a name Javante keeps growing for himself, the more people are going to want to see these fights. Um, but I mean. Personally, I think it's the time to make these big risk fights. But again, people yeah. prioritize business over the sport, and uh, I get where Floyd Mayweather is coming from because you know he he's he Bob did the same thing and does the same thing to this day. You know, uh, with Terence Crawford has the same kind of problem. But I don't know, man. You know, I feel like Javante is the kind of fighter where even if he loses, he's still fun. Now, does that mean he doesn't generate? He's not going to generate the same money. If that's what that means, then people have their answer. Of what's wrong with boxing because you cannot punish fighters for losing being fun being effective being must-see tv and then when they lose you punish them by taking away their paychecks or diminishing their paychecks that's the whole problem with boxing then because with javata you have a guy like this but now you want to see him against everybody right but you're going to take the safe route because we're going to keep the money flowing yeah. because if you if we don't keep the money flowing if we make a risk because personally as much as fun as i think uh Javante is what I saw from Lomachenko Saturday. I still think Lomachenko beats Javante Davis yeah. right now. If they fight right now, I think Lomachenko beats Javante Davis. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to want to watch Javante Davis every time he fights. Anytime he, after that fight, you know, if Javante Davis loses a fight, he's shown me time and again in his career that he's a must-see fighter. You, well, you want to watch him. You want to watch yeah. the guy. He's fun. He brings excitement. You want to watch the guy. So I don't care if he, has, he gets a loss. I want to watch the guy again. You know, so, so keeping that in mind... That's the mentality the networks have to have, the promoters have to have with the fighters to keep them 
their keep their fans interested because yeah. you're gonna wind up at a point where like Terrence Crawford, you got yeah. you wind up at a, up at a lot of showcase fights. Sure, people love the way he fights, but you know it's hard Until to when, appreciate. You know, we, yeah. we can pretty much guess what fighters tank beats. You know, we can we can yeah. list them. We, we, the only ones we're unsure of are the ones that he now won't be able to fight if they do continue this Cold War. So yeah. it's, it's, it probably hurts the fighters because, more than it helps them. And, exa- and also because 147 pounds is not a weight I believe Javante Davis should fight. And PBC has all 147s, but below that, eh, so-so. There's one kid who's coming up the ladder I really rate really highly, and he's looking better and better. He's 130 pounds. I think he could fight at 135 maybe. I don't know, about 140. Is Chris Colbert, who's fighting this mm-hmm. coming weekend. I think Chris Colbert has a lot of wrinkles. He fights out of both stances. Really slick, really good fighter, really smart fighter. I've known him since he's a kid. Uh, he was actually that annoying kid all the time. I always tell him, man, you were so annoying <laughs> as a kid. And now, you know, you develop into a fine young man and a fine young fighter. I think Chris can be developed into a, 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 a fighter that can really become a uh, a, a stellar opponent for Javanta and, and pose a big risk to Javanta. Um, but you're still in the process of creating that image of Chris. Mm-hmm. You know, and Chris is looking good every time he wins, every time he fights. He's got a tough fight Saturday because Giorokis Gamboa pulled out of his fight. Uh, um, and, and he's got a tug stop, the, 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 the Mongolian, uh, yep. uh, Olymp- and he's an Olympic silver medalist who's a real, not an easy guy to deal with, you know? Um, so, you know performances bearing in performances i think chris is an opportunity to really bring his name up to a level and and possibly chris is a big 130 pounder so i think he'll go up yeah. to 135 pounds you make that fight with javante 135 that's the only guy that's really sticking out to me right now yeah you know uh, i think everybody else is kind of small gary russell's a really good fighter but he's kind of small um doesn't mean Gary wouldn't take the fight. I think Gary would take the fight at this point. I think it's the way Gary would just wants to fight in general. Um, but, but yeah, you're you're having a hard time kind of fitting in the Lomachenko, uh, Haney type name opponents there. Yep. You know, you really are. I. What about this, Dan? What about what do you think? I don't think Luke Campbell's in a contract with anybody anymore, right? I mean, since he lost to to Ryan Garcia, yeah. right? Is Luke Campbell in a contract with anybody? He, I, you know, I, I the guys get so. to the point where they kind of become free at the end of their careers, right? Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Luke Campbell with Javante Davis. Show me that fight then. No, it's a good fight, but I, I, I am being selfish and greedy as a fan, and I want to see the best, who, who I consider to be the best in that division, fight everyone else who was the best in that division. I'm yeah. not worried so much about Davis versus Luke Campbell anymore. I'm more worried about Davis versus Haney versus Lomachenko versus Lopez versus Garcia. That's what I want, and... Well, you know what? It, you it. know what? You know what? One of the problems it comes down to is when we are marketing fake belts. Because if everybody knew 100% that Javante Davis has never been a 135 pound world champion and a 140 pound world champion, yeah. then people would demand that Javante Davis get a title shot against the 135 pound world champion and the 140 pound world champion. Because Javante Davis has really never been a world champion at 135 or 140, regardless of what everybody talks about. He's had a major world title. Two major world titles and 130 pounds. So if we would stop creating these BS belts, the demand for a guy like Javante, who's fun, effective, exciting, to get our legitimate title shot now would be like, no, we got to make this fight. No way you can't yeah. have this guy fight for a title. He's got to get... Instead, you're creating fake belts. Oh, he's a champion. What does it matter? Yeah. So you're just creating an, an, an out, a back door for the fight not to get made. It's ridiculous. So the the, the the whole creation of secondary belts and then those, that, that is a problem because if you didn't have that, 
the demand for Javante Davis to get a real title fight would be extreme because this kid is an impressive kid who's had all who's shown all the qualities he needs to. It would be an extreme demand, and you, there's no way you wouldn't be able to make it. Instead, you got fake belts, and you can just pick and choose. Well, we're gonna have to hope that this finds a way to fix itself at some point. Oh yeah, over over the next couple of years, we need. It needs to fix itself somehow. We need to see the big fights. Um, this weekend, there are not a lot of fights happening. So we're doing something completely different. It is Euro 2020 in the year 2021. And Paulie, me and you, we're going to do an international boxing draft. Uh, so we're going to do it based on football. So it's, it's, we're, what we're going to do is we're going to pick a starting 11. You can decide whether we go 4-4-2 or 4-3-3, three, three. and we're going to pick boxers based on their their attributes uh, and basically pick who, you know, for example, a goalkeeper, you'd want somebody with the fastest hands. So Gary Russell is immediately in the mix and, and then and so forth. You want, you, you want a best finisher for a striker, probably a, a very well-rounded fighter for a midfielder, effective, blah, blah, I'm gonna, blah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go 4-3-1-2. I, li- I like that number 10 right behind the forwards. We're, we're building this together. So I'm with <laughs> you. 4-3-1-2. <laughs> right. that's, that's very Italian. Yeah. That's very, very Italian. And, 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 my one, my, and that, you know that one behind the forwards has to be a nice creative guy. So I'm, yes. I'm going to start with that. Terrence Crawford. Cool. Oh, oh, so you're, you're, you're starting in the 10. Yeah, I'm starting the 10. Yeah, that's what, the number 10 is always a debate, right? Are you a number 10? Is it? <laughs> do you... Yeah, I suppose... Do you know what? I would probably have him as one of the two... We're playing four three one two, right? My lineup is gonna be four three one two. You can make your lineup whatever you want, then. Okay, but we're doing one together. We're, <laughs> not, right, we're right. not fighting. All right, we're all right. not against each other. All right. So we'll go four three one two. You want Terence Crawford in the hole? Let me write this stuff down. Terence Crawford goes in the hole. Yeah, because you need somebody, a, a creative playmaker, and, and Terence has all the creativity that you want. And he's crafty. Yes. And he'll sneak into yep. positions. Exactly. All right. Let's go. Let's go over goalkeeper. Who's Who's got the fastest hands? All right. Uh, Gary Russell has the fastest hands, but he's a bit short. You need a nice tall goalkeeper, You're especially right. the, mo- the modern keeper is, is very tall. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'd say for a, for a, for a heavyweight, Tyson Fury is fast and he's also very tall. So I put in, the, I put in Tyson Fury as my keeper. I agree. I agree. All right. Center backs. You're going to want the best defenses in yeah. boxing. So uh, here's the thing about the center backs now, because again, in a very Italian style, you also have you very, want a bull you have, you have very you have very physical defenders too, right? So it, yeah. it's like the physical guys tend not to be so defensive, right? So, well, you it, if we're playing four at the back, them two have to be a partnership. You almost want it to be a beauty and a beast, yeah. one that can do the physical stuff, one that's going to drop off and mm-hmm. and just have a, a very good mind about him. All right, all right, all right. Who's you know a what? big? You know who's got a good mix? Boy. You got who's got a mix of those two? Canelo. He, he, he's a he's a, he can bang you. But he's Do also you feel a- like we are wasting Canelo at centre back? <laughs> That's true too. Yeah, yeah, because he, he he can be up top as well. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. This is this is a, this is a very intriguing, intriguing centre backs. Yeah. Let's what? see. We you got? want someone that is. I feel like I'm looking for Russians close. and Mexicans for centre backs, right? But well, who 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 likes but, to fight mid mid range, um, mid to short range? And is effective at doing it. Sean Porter. Let's go Sean Porter. Sean Porter. He's like, uh, he's like my Gentile. Won't win uh-huh. many headers. 
but we'll kick out he'll kick out your legs. Yes. <laughs> and you'll never uh, come you'll never go his way again with the same enthusiasm. <laughs> uh as a centre back. Uh Yeah. Emotionless. Does the job. Effective. Powerful. And scary. Yeah, and scary. Yeah. Yeah. That's the centre back partnership. Okay. Um full backs. Uh Need some good balance. Yeah, needs some good, speed. Good stamina. Needs some speed. Good stamina. So it's guys who go rounds. Um, man, see everybody. Let's see who's guys that go some rounds. Devin Haney. <laughs> yeah, Devin Haney's actually not bad. Yeah, that's a good choice. As actually. a right back. Yeah, that's a nice. That's not a bad choice. Should we get a? a a left footer for yeah, a left we, back. We have Southport for the other side. Yeah, we have Southport for the other side. For the other side, let's see. You know what? I like the way this team's looking. I I, I like. I know what? I'm gonna keep harping on my boy Chris Colbert. I like. He, yeah. he can go. He can go left-handed. Let's he's, do it. He's slick. He's effective, and he's got good stamina. Right. The two. DMs, or oh, not the two DMs, it's the three centre mids. Oh, I, I'm taking it one is mm-hmm. doing the Jorginho-esque yes. ch- kind of c- job. C- just yeah, the, the possession. The brain, yeah. yeah. And one uh, guy. Ring position. generalship, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. The, someone yeah. who's in, co- just controls this fight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like uh, I like Lomachenko. You like Loma there? Yeah. Let's do it. Mm. It's all about relationships, this, this midfield. What if you pair him up? With an Usyk somewhere in that midfield. Yeah, and they are they they are a good pair. They're always together. They, yeah, they know each other well. Yeah, da, da, Loma da. and Usyk that they are similarish in the way they're gonna play. Yeah, and they also have a good chemistry, which you need. You know. Do we need something a bit different? Someone who's gonna break the lines. Yeah. A Locatelli. See. Yeah, we need a Locatelli. That's what Italy needs too. We gotta Sivarati out. <laughs> 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 um, all right, who's a, who is gonna be a bit more adventurous? Is it is it Canelo? Yeah, yeah, actually, it could be Canelo. Canelo, Can- Canelo sometimes doesn't have the aggressiveness I like to see, but he takes on everybody. You know, Loma mm. Usyk and Canelo. Canelo, I, I think Canelo is gonna be like our Husky. Canelo's our Husky. He's our Christian Vieri. Yeah, here we go. He's our Christian Hold Vieri. Up, yeah, yeah. So we're missing two. We're going to have Canelo coming towards the ball mm-hmm. and someone going in behind him. Mm-hmm. And who is that? Mm-hmm. Have to be Pacey. Yeah, it has to be a Pacey guy. And a very good finisher. Could we could we pair Jamal Charlo with him? Yeah. Or mm-hmm. does Jamal Charlo go in this midfield? Is he the third man in this midfield? Yeah, yeah. You know what? That could be our Locatelli too, no? There you go. Yeah. That is. Now we're just missing a striker. Someone you know, to hit the back of the net every single time. I think Jameller, his ex-opponent, Tony Harrison, who just does, you know, Tony's the kind of guy who just will touch the ball and, and it yep. goes in. You know what I mean? Not a lot of frills. You know, he Tony, the way he fights is, you know, simplistic, but simplistic, but effective. Yes. Let's go. Do you know what? You, every team at these tournaments needs someone who just comes and lights it up and no one even expected yep. them to do it. This tournament is shit. Yep. For Czech Republic, yes. um, and and in our team, Patrick it's going to be Harris. It's going to be Tony Harris. Tony Harris is our Patrick yep. Schick. I like it. 
All right, cool. So we have Fury at the back, a centre-back partnership of Porter and Bitabiev. Then we have Coolbert, left-back, Haney at right-back, Loma and Usyk in the midfield with Jamal Charlo, Crawford in the 10, Canelo playing the, the kind of hold-up striker with Harrison flying off flying off him into the channels. Uh, I, think, I think we've got a great... I'm ready to field these guys there right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to put go. these guys on the field right now. <laughs> and there we go, Malinaji as head coach. <laughs> Who's the captain on the field? I'm not even... Do you know what? I remember when Oliver Kahn was German keeper mm -hmm. and Buffon was Italian yeah, keeper yeah. and Fury and Fury in this team yeah, and looks yeah, to and me Neuer, like and Neuer is a, is a captain I think exactly. for, uh, for Germany now too yeah so All right. I think yeah. Fury I was going to say it's between Fury and Canelo but yeah we go to Fury yep yeah. right Paulie we have our starting 11 but I'm sure at these tournaments you get 5 subs we're going to need you know uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say we don't need a substitute goalkeeper because it just doesn't make that much sense. I feel like Fury's going to hold his own, but we definitely need fighters that are going to come on and change the game yep. should we need them. Yep. Yeah, so There's a lot to pick from. Where do you want to start? Who have we missed out that almost made the start in 11? Let's see, we got the game-changing power of Inui. You know? Yes. Right? Where, where, can, we, where can we stick in a, a game-changer like Inui? Do we... Uh, I think... <laughs> Is he... I would bring him on up top. Is he up top? He's a... He's... Pacey's... He's, he's like Hernandez. He's the guy who goes for it. He's the guy who goes for yeah. it. Yeah. You know? Um, What about... I was going to say Wilder, but I think maybe we should leave Wilder in the resis and, and just make him train at home <laughs> in case one of the players gets injured. Yeah, and yeah. And then we'll call him up. Kind of like the him. way Italy should have done with Arati this tournament. You know? <laughs> He's not letting it go. No, I'm not letting that one go. Um, I mean, is Golovkin underappreciated in a in a in a tournament like this? Yeah, yeah. Experience. I think he can come in. He can come in uh, as a sub. You know, he's a little older. Uh, he can't play the full ninety, but he can sort of prefer to be a yep. game changer, uh, a sixtieth minute substitute if uh, if we need. Yes, yeah, I, I think he's going to be someone that comes on and sees the game out. So much experience mm -hmm. just keeps the ball ticking over. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he... Who else have we missed? Maybe if we're looking at if world we're, champions. Maybe if in, in the event that we're up in the game, you know, we, we sub out Crawford and we put in Golovkin. You know, someone who there you can... Go. You know, there you go, exactly. Hold the whole things a little bit steady. And we go from a 4-3-1-2, we shift it back to a 4-3-3, you know? Yep, exactly. More defensive-minded. Mm -hmm. um, Very Italian. What about a man who's seen it all and done it all? Josh Taylor, unified champion. Yeah, you know what? He's not even in the team, yeah, you know? Probably because yeah, he's yeah. he's playing in the Scottish League. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he plays for either Celtic or Rangers and sometimes they get overlooked. <laughs> I'm, I, I think when he comes in, he has to be a midfielder just in case the legs go yeah. off, off Lomachenko because yeah. he's, he's getting yeah. on as well. That's true. Yep. That's a great, that's a great sub, yep. Do we need uh, someone really, do, just someone who's unpredictable? Broner. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it Bro, makes sense. Broner's like our Balotelli. He's the yes, locker room killer. Exactly. We always have to wonder, exactly is, is his talent worth the headache? <laughs> exactly. 
a bad apple in a changing yeah. room, but you might just need him at some yeah. point. And there's always a debate in the media. Is he worth bringing or is he not? Always. Always. Yeah. Always. Um, all right. Last one. Who deserves the, the wild card? Who, who deserves to be at this Euro? At, not that at this Euro, is at this wild card. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, Let's see what else we get. Not a mention yet for Anthony Joshua. Uh, we haven't even got Anthony Joshua. I guess Anthony could be the backup keeper, you know, but but then we don't need it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We'll go AJ there just in case, oh, yeah, and he could double up as a centre back to be fair. Yeah. If it happens to Porter a bit, yeah, to be a... that's a good point. There you go. That's our subs. Yeah, just in case we play a tall, a just in case we play a tall team who has a lot of aerial exactly. aerial thing. We know we exactly. could maybe start AJ instead of Porter. Our team looks set for any kind of fixture, to be to be fair. I feel like we'll be able to deal with mm-hmm. pretty much anything that's thrown at us. I like it. Anyway, guys, let us know what your dream team would look like if it was a, a boxing team playing at the Euros. And uh, let us know where we've gone wrong, who should be included, who shouldn't be included. Remember to like, comment, subscribe. Send these videos in so me and Paulie can judge you. In case I didn't say at the very beginning... This episode is sponsored by the Turmeric Code. Yes, people, I am Savage Dan. I'm Holly Malanaji. You are watching Mouthpiece, the official boxing podcast. We are two of the most knowledgeable, two of the most charismatic, biggest personality guys in boxing. And we are two of the coolest cats talking about this today. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is sponsored by the Turmeric Co. The Turmeric Co. creates great taste in turmeric shots that harness the power of natural ingredients to support individuals on their wellness journey, offering anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, energy and immunity booster benefits.